Hello, and welcome to the Growth Chronicles, a mind, body, and spirit podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Dana Phillips with Sage and Harmony Holistic Coaching Services. So quick disclaimer before we begin, the information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not meant to treat, diagnose, or otherwise cure any mental or health conditions. So please continue to see your mental health and healthcare providers for that. All right. So let's get in to episode three. Oh my gosh. Of the growth chronicles. Um, I'm so excited to be able to be here with you guys and share this space. Um, I wanted to talk today a little bit about anxiety and the holidays. I know that usually the holiday seasons is um, usually looked at as a time for joy and for togetherness and celebration. And, and it, it should be right. But a lot of times we really struggle with being able to just deal with the holidays. A lot of things come can come up for us emotionally and really um, be a, a stressor for our mental health. So even though the holidays can bring so much joy, can also bring its own unique set of challenges and stressors. So I wanted to talk about that today. And I also wanted to talk about some things that we can do to help with um, anxiety during holidays. So first let's talk about the pressure to create the perfect holiday experience, right? Which can also lead to unrealistic expectations and then feeling inadequate. And we'll definitely get into that in just a minute. So needing to make sure that you do all the right things and you get all the right presents and cook all the right foods and all these things and attend and all those things, that creates a ton amount of pressure. Um, the other thing is financial strain from gift buying and travel expenses, or maybe just having to contribute to this fund or to contribute here or there. You know, um, our, we are struggling financially, a lot of us at this point, right? So finances has to be something that's in the forefront. So needing to make sure that you get the perfect gift in the specific dollar range all of those things and not be judged if you do buy something that isn't of par, if you will, um, can actually be a stressor and, and, and definitely contribute to the anxiety. The other thing is, um, lastly that I wanna actually talk or wanna bring into is the navigating family dynamics. Um, gatherings can be challenging, right? And there's also sometimes a sense of loneliness that'll show up or a sense of grief uh, it's sometimes it's a reminder of who's not around us that we we're missing um, and grief can show up in a lot of different places it doesn't just have to be when someone passes away grief shows up in divorces um, it'll show up if you you know have a significant move or if a child is away or maybe a parent is away you know somewhere else where you can't actually um, see them and so that grief can really show up uh, and really, really play a significant part. So when I'm working with my clients, the first thing that I like to discuss with them, if you will, is really what anxiety is. And I'm all about educating, you know, in order to empower. And that's actually our tagline is empowerment through education. Um, so I help with, I help my clients understand their anxiety by defining it. So I want you to think, right now what anxiety needs for you. So if you were, if I were to say, okay, so what does your anxiety look like? So it could be sometimes 
um, some somebody will say, well, it's when I go to public places or someone else might say, well, I feel it in my chest or my body feels really tense or I get migraines. So if you notice, those are symptoms, right? So your body is actually feeling the sensation of the anxiety or you're talking about a trigger. But when we really look at anxiety, it's actually our mind protecting us from something that actually has already happened. So our anxiety is blueprinted in, in our brain and it can happen either you know, super, super young um, when, we're, when we're young um, or if a significant event happens that can be what we can we would be considered traumatic. Um, it's our anxiety is our brain's way of protecting us from an event or a similar event that has happened to us in the past that hasn't that has us not being having our core needs met. So what does that mean? Um, so since today we're going to be focusing on the holidays and anxiety, so let's take a look at what our core needs might be and how anxiety might play a part in that. So the first thing I mentioned earlier was about creating the perfect holiday experience. So the baking, the, pre the baking, the presents, the decorations, I hope you're not baking presents, um, the baking and the presents and the decorations and the gatherings and making sure that you have all of the lights up and, you know, one house has, you know, all of these lights on. So I have to go get in more decorations and I have to do more. And the tree just needs, you know, some more garland or the tree needs some more of this or, you know, you go somewhere else and their house is just so beautiful. It's like, oh, I need to do that, too. So really needing to keep up with the expectations. If we don't live up to the expectations that we or maybe someone else has put on us, then there's, again, the feeling of inadequacy that can show up and maybe even failure. So I didn't give my family the perfect holiday experience. I didn't show up for my family the way that they needed me to. Um, I didn't do the right thing or, you know, there's that judgment that someone else will put on us or maybe even we ourselves will put on. So a core need, so when I say core needs, that would need to be met would be something like worth or value, right? Relationships. So creating the relationships and needing to have the relationships purpose. So you might be seeing your purpose and needing to create the perfect experience, achievement or validation. I need to make sure that someone sees what I do and tells me that I, that I did a good job. But once all is said and done, then the need for rest and relaxation and self-care is probably going to show up. And for a lot of people that I see that are stuck in that particular cycle, they don't rest until after New Year's. So that's literally like a month and a half of just go, 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 needing to be on that train, constant state of, you know, parties and baking and presents and wrapping and, and, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, like after November 1st, it's, ah, you can breathe again. Right. So you've really put yourself in such a such a cycle that now we need to start looking into the self-care part of it. Um, so the second is if we're looking at grief or a loss aspect of it, then our need for safety and security may not be met. Uh, connection would be an example of a need, affection, presence. Right. I need to have this person around me. I would like to have this person present right here, close to me, having close relationships, and of course, unity. And this is why self-awareness is so important. So 
once we understand the hows and the whys of our anxiety, we have more ways of being able to work with it versus working against it. Um, anxiety really shouldn't be something that we fear or try not to have. And I know that like when I, when I went to um, my physician years ago, that was one of the first thing it was, well, here, take this prescription, it'll take the edge off. And then that way you don't have to feel anything or, you know, you'll feel better. Well, I didn't feel anything. And so I'm an empath, right? So giving me a prescription to not feel something was the equivalent of like burying me alive. And I had all of like this dirt on my chest because I couldn't breathe. And I wasn't feeling better. I probably wasn't feeling anything. I just wasn't feeling better. I mean, I guess if, you know, if you're going to take, you're going to compare the two, sure, it was better than having the anxiety, but was it? Because like none of the things that were giving me anxiety were actually being addressed. I was just coding the symptoms and that really bothered me a lot. Um, so I, I, you know, I talked to my physician and weaned me off the medication and all of that. But I was like, I, I need to figure something else out because this, this isn't working for me. I don't like this feeling at all. Um, I worked in the medical field for like 24 years. And so I, clinical medical terminology is very second nature for me. I, I used to do coding and auditing and physician education and all of that. So for me, you know, going into a medical record or, or you know, reading anything clinical, that just made sense. And so I, I went in and I studied and and eventually, you know, got my all my certifications so I can start teaching, you know, my clients it. But that whole purpose of it was, wait a second, why isn't anybody talking about what anxiety really is? So if my doctor would have told me that anxiety was something that I had created because of something, then okay, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna I'm approach it differently. And that's basically what I do. I I give my clients the education, not anything that you know, I'm not making up or anything and I'm not treating anyone. I'm providing education that shows you exactly what anxiety is. And then you take that information and do what you will with it. You know, add it to your, your current medical plan. Um, not trying to feel something, not trying to feel the anxiety is actually counterproductive. So when we think about anxiety, a lot of times we think of like I was mentioning earlier, the thing that's causing the anxiety, right? So if you're looking at that, it could be the, the triggers of being, you know, the social triggers of, of being outside, or um, it could be for me, like it's a plane. I don't like flying, but it's a plane, right? So for some other people, it might be dogs or bugs or anything like that. But then you also think about the physical symptoms that we get when we're feeling the anxiety. By the time that we feel those physical symptoms in our body, our mind has already processed it like 10,000 times over. Like it processes it, everything in a nanosecond. So every encounter that you have with a person or a place or a thing, your brain is already processing it. And it's going through this checklist, if you will. And it's like, okay, well, have we encountered this before? Is it anything similar to what I needed to protect this, you know, my person from? Um, if it is, what did we do before? Like, how did we handle it before? Because the unconscious mind is not going to come up with a new plan. It's going to use the plan that you already have. So whatever your default is, is what it's going to stick to, right? Um, the physical symptoms that, we'll feel, that we will feel in our chest it would be things like we feel the tightness in our chest and, and our heart racing. Um, if we have a fear and then we have fearing, then we, uh, we add the fear of anxiety to it, 
you're literally stacking fear on top of fear. So you're not getting, you're not relieving anything at all. You're, 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 you have the initial fear of the thing that scared you initially, right? The initial thing. But then you also have the feeling of, I don't want to feel anxiety. I don't want to feel the tightness in my chest. I don't want to, you know, have this migraine. And so I have to make sure that I don't have anxiety because otherwise I'm going to feel these physical symptoms. It is absolutely okay to, and you know, you can work with people like myself or other professionals that can help you to deal and to cope with those physical symptoms. It's important to recognize and acknowledge your feelings. So talk real quick, the difference between emotions and feelings. Emotions are you're angry, you're sad, you're, you're anxious, you're happy. So those are all emotions. The feelings are the things that we actually feel in our body. So the feelings are, you know, the butterflies in our stomach when we're excited or the butterflies in our stomach when we're really nervous, right? And we'll feel the tightness in our shoulders, the migraines, the, the tightness in the chest, we'll feel the, the tension in our body. So our feelings are reactive to our actual emotions. So when you can understand and you can recognize that, then you have a little bit more control and actually empowers you. Um, so using mindfulness techniques like deep breathing and meditation, can actually be super, super helpful in maintaining and managing your anxiety. Another thing to remember is to just allow yourself to be human. Give yourself grace. <laughs> like I had to really learn to give myself permission to give myself grace and not to have to live up to all of these expectations that I mean, other people were setting on me, but to be quite honest with you, the people that were setting these expectations on me weren't in the ring with me, right? They weren't doing, excuse my French, half of the shit that I was doing, you know, or half of the work that I was doing. They were in the bleachers. They were the Monday morning coaches, you know what I mean? They were the Monday morning quarterbacks. They were the Monday morning person that was saying all the things that the team should have done better on Sunday but they weren't on the field. That's basic. That's the equivalent to, to what that is for me. That's how, how I started seeing it, you know, because the people that were criticizing me weren't the people that usually had their own business or that were, you know, really creating something from nothing. These are the people that just, it was very easy for them to criticize because that's just, that was what they felt like they can do. You know, um, they were sitting in a good seat. They had a good, you know, seat to watch the game. And it's it's easy to criticize from that seat. The people that, what I've learned is the people that have been, you know, business owners or entrepreneurs or whatever, like those people don't criticize you. Those aren't the ones that are criticizing me. Those aren't the ones that are telling me that I'm not doing something right. Those aren't the ones that are telling me that I'm not doing enough. Those aren't the ones that are telling me that they're not, it's not them. Because they know <laughs> those people, they get it. They understand the struggle. They know that, look, 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 the life of an entrepreneur is up and that is emotional roller coaster like you would not believe. One week you are like, yes, I got it. It's good. I got it figured out. Yes, yes, everything is great. And even as a, as a spiritual person, like, yeah, all right, I got it. Yay, I figured it out. And then the next week you're like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, how did we get here? What is going on? I know nothing. I know nothing. I, 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 I shouldn't even be here. Like, I have no 
nothing to stand on to, for anybody to listen to me or to guide anybody or to be a, a business owner, to be a coach or any of those things. Those are, yeah, no, that's just how it is when you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, you're a coach or you're, you know, you're a spiritual, you know, uh, I don't know, I say teacher, leader, mentor, whatever, like whatever label, right? Those those people understand how hard it is to be in because they're in the ring. They know they, they, you know, we're the ones training, but those are the same people that will lift you up. Those are the same people that like, you know what? It's okay. They're the ones coming in and giving you the pep talk. They're the ones that are saying, you know what? I got you. Hey, I know somebody that can help you or how can I help you? I've gotten into the um, habit of when I am either talking with someone you know, and when I'm ending my, my client calls or when I am uh, ending a, like a networking or a meeting or something, I, I got, I've gotten into the habit of saying, how can I support you? Because the greatest gifts that I've gotten were people who have a, have asked that question and then B who have actually shown up for me on the other side of that. Now, how does that help with our anxiety and how all of the other things when you know that you have a team behind you, it helps so much. It also helps with the imposter syndrome, right? Because imposter syndrome, look, this this podcast, I'm gonna be very vulnerable with you. And I think I've even mentioned this before. This podcast was supposed to happen months ago. But because I had convinced myself that, yeah, I probably wasn't good enough and there's so many out there and who's gonna listen to me and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I I, I did it. I did it. I fell into that. And, and then, you know, one of my mentors was just like, Hey, if you don't think you're good enough, you know what, you're probably right, but it doesn't mean you can't get there. And it doesn't mean that you're going to get better by not starting. And I was like, Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) So even if like my first 10, 15, 20 episodes aren't the best, I know that number two is going to be better than number one. And number five is going to be better than the first one. And number 20 is going to be better than my first 10. And actually it's all going to be okay because, you know, the name of the, of the podcast is the growth Chronicles. So we are literally growing through this together. Right. So um, all right. I went off on a tangent there. I apologize. Uh, that was one of my ADD kicks in. All right. So again, the people that are criticized, so that's how I actually got off of that. So the people that are criticizing us, um, you know, those aren't the ones that are in the ring with you. So don't pay too much attention to them. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Let them have their say or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, the opinions of other people are not our business. Um, all right. So finances, um, if finances are a significant source of anxiety, I encourage you to set a budget and really stick to it. Consider doing creative, thoughtful, budget-friendly gift ideas. Um, there's so many things on the internet where you can like do family gathering, you know, do like a family little uh, gift exchange or something that you guys can make, make it something super sweet. Um, and remember the value of the gift is not solely determined by its price tag. One of the things that has really stuck for me or stuck out for me is that you know my my kids are adults now. So it's interesting how they don't necessarily remember those really high ticket, you know, items that I was buying them. They remember the dinners. They remember the, 
you know, the times that we spent together afterwards. They remember all of the, you know, oh, it was nice getting this. But if they, if I ask them like, hey, what toy did you get this year? They won't remember. But what they will remember is some of the memories that we created during that time. So for family dynamics, family gatherings can be emotionally charging. I mean, we know that. Um, it's helpful though to establish boundaries and communicate openly with family members ahead of time. So set expectations. So if you know that there's a family member that is super challenging and even might be triggering for you, you know, when you walk in, just say, hey, we're not gonna be able to stay too long. We're only gonna be here for a little bit. Just wanted to come by, say hi, you know, kiss some babies, shake some hands, do the things that you gotta do and then head out. You know, you don't have to stay there and a significant amount of time. Um, if you are working through grief, I just really encourage you to seek help. There's a ton of resources out there to help you cope. Um, you can also reach out to me. I have an incredible network, network, <laughs> network of uh, friends and colleagues who are licensed therapists or hypnotherapists um, and are just amazing. And they are just super talented and super compassionate. Um, and really love helping people. What I encourage um, you guys to also do is to change your beliefs. Um, your belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. And I'm not asking you to, this isn't a religious conversation. So let me, let me, let me be clear about that. I'm talking about the belief, like the story that you tell yourself, like what I was mentioning earlier about the belief of, you know, me not being able to start the podcast. So that was a belief that I, was telling myself I created that and a belief is just the thought that you keep thinking and if it doesn't feel good I ask and I ask you now well what can you do to challenge that thought so I actually needed to stop and challenge myself and say all right is this an absolute fact how do I know that I'm the actually going to be the worst podcaster ever I don't know that I won't know unless I actually show up in the ring I know that me not starting it isn't going to give me any of the answers, right? So I needed to create some sort of doubt in my mind of, well, I mean, maybe you won't be, but whenever I do um, like my speaking events, I always have really, really good feedback. So, okay, you know what? I, I'll go off of that. And I do know that, like I said, for me, it's if I reach one person, then that's a success. So I had to, to create a challenging thought to the belief that was holding me back or to what I had originally said. So we can anchor ourselves to new beliefs the same way that we anchor ourselves to the old beliefs, like not being good enough or, you know, needing to set, making sure that we create the perfect holiday experience for everybody. Um, things that help us stay on a healthy track, like creating new beliefs actually helps us to stay on a healthy and positive track. The unconscious mind is always going to look for the path of least resistance. So because whatever worked before, it's going to go there straight away. So that was my belief initially. So then that's, of course, where it went. Having self-awareness, though, and actually working through it creates doubt in the unconscious mind in the sense of, OK, well, maybe this is not an absolute fact. So if there's other if there's other people out there that are doing it, if you know, you've done speaking engagements before or if you've done all these other things, this is causing doubt within the mind. And so the mind is going to say, hmm, okay, well, maybe that first thing isn't an absolute fact and then create it. But now you're having to start the, 
the new blueprint, if you will. Um, get curious about what your core needs are and what makes you feel good and alive. Look, this is all about self-awareness, right? So if you can go into your body and go into your mind and say, hey, this thought feels good or this thought doesn't feel good, then yes, change it. If it doesn't feel good, change it to the next best feeling. So what's the next best feeling? Right. The next best feeling from anger just might be, you know, just kind of sitting and being bored. That's okay. The next best thing could be feeling a little bit hopeful. The next best thing could be feeling grateful. So you're you're changing your state, you're changing the emotions by by the next best feeling. Remember that you're not alone in experiencing the holiday-related anxiety. There's so many people out there that are really struggling during the holidays. Some people actually go into a full-blown um, seasonal depression um, because of the holidays, not just because of everything, but also the weather can play a, uh, a big fact in it. Do not be afraid to seek help. Holiday seasons should be a time of joy and connection. You really wanna make it as, as organic as possible, um, but you also have to take care of your mental health because you are your most important uh, relationship. Um, and we really want to make the relationship with yourself and everyone else positive, but also meaningful and authentic. You definitely want to keep it healthy. Alrighty, guys. So that is my thoughts on anxiety and the holidays. I know we kind of went on topic a little bit as we normally will. Um, but tell me your thoughts in the comments. Tell me some things that maybe cause you anxiety or some things that may help with your anxiety. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope that you found this episode helpful and navigating through the holiday season. We're excited to have you join us and share your thoughts. Again, please make sure that you're doing all of that in the comments. Um, and be sure to join us here and subscribe to get all the new episodes. And of course, share because we want to be able to grow through this together. Don't forget to check our services and our incredible line of journals and workbooks for children through adults on our website, www.snhcoaching.com. That's S as in Sage, the letter N as in Nancy, H as in Harmony, coaching.com. And to take us out, we're going to take us out. No, we're not take us out. We're going to leave on a quote by F. Scott Fitzgerald. For what it's worth, it's never too late to be whoever you want to be. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the strength to start over. Until next week, my friends, be kind to yourself and others as we grow together. Ciao for now.